Hagel, and you're listening to the Two Friends Watch Podcast. Please enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Two Friends Watch, where two friends watch something and talk about it. I'm Josh. I'm Summer. And we're the two friends. Summer, how are you doing tonight? I am dissociating. How are you? Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. It's the new year, you know, new opportunities, fresh start, etc. You know, <laughs> COVID yeah. did not go away on January 1st, though. I was a little surprised, you know. Uh, yeah. What happened? I figured, like, what, like, it was just this year. But, um, apparently, apparently it's a real thing that we have to actually deal with, you know. That's but, annoying. Uh, but they can't make me wear a mask. That's against my rights, obviously. This is poli- this is not a political podcast. Um, question for you: Since it is twenty twenty one, on on the spot, could you name your favorite movie and show of last year, or at least a favorite? Mm. <laughs> Here's the thing: I don't remember what i like what i liked and when i came when it came out so i'm inclined to say Hilda 365 days two. oh damn not not at all I mean, oh I, I watched go. i watched an episode of the first season of that because i saw it on like the big page of netflix yeah didn't love it but i'm not usually keen on most animated stuff like if someone yeah. told me i needed to watch it i'd probably go back and watch it you know I think it's really good, but I, it's, like, my favorite thing. I'm making uh, somebody watch it now. Nice, nice. It's, like, it's just, I love the mystical feeling and the color palette and the whole thing. It's, like, a comfort show for me. It was very visually pleasing. You know who really liked it? My brother did. My little brother. Ooh. Yeah, he really dug it. My um, sister likes it a lot, too. You gotta pick a favorite movie, though. Uh, favorite movie. That came out in 2020. Yeah, you watched last year. What even did you watch? Yeah, what did I even watch? <laughs> Trolls World Tour. Oh, shoot. Trolls World Tour. Honestly, though, unironically great. It is unironically great. I had to watch it a second time. Because the entire first time I watched it, I was like, I can't believe Ozzy Osbourne lowered himself to this level. And then the second time, I was like, Born to Die is a bop. I feel like that's such a hot take that we think it's good. Right? Uh, like, I not like heard... just the worst. Okay, so the people that have actually watched it. Right. And like sat down and watched it, not just like because they have a little sister or whatever liked it for the most part and that everybody who's shitting on it is just they did the wrong they had the wrong experience and i implore everybody to watch it i think it's an improvement from the first one but i don't really like the first one in the first place so um did you like the new logo that we we debuted i did like the the logo i think it's very spicy Dude, it was so much better because you used to open the podcast, like, anchor page. Because I have, like, this link in my bio that you can click to get to the podcast. But um, it used to be, like, gray and blue. And now it's, like, a nice pink or purple. Like, you know, in between there. It's really, really visually pleasing. 
Purple is the vibe of this podcast, I think. It is. That's our color for this pod. And, you know, it was a new year. I was like, I mean, look, I love the first logo as, like, the thing we started off as, but it needed to change. So I'm glad it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am excited about it. I think it encompasses, it's like, it's, it encompasses the vibe of what's happening really well. Yeah, dude, like, and then I did a, like, a PNG version so I can put it on some stuff, because I want to, you know, my mom can make shirts and stuff, so I want a shirt. (laughs) I want to promote my own podcast by just wearing a shirt. Honestly, yeah. Right. If... I think it could be cool. That's the next goal. Dude, I got to give you my, my top five movies because you need recommendations, right? Uh, always. I was okay. just about to ask, what what are your recommendations right, for well, 2020? It, I, I like Tenet a lot, but that's not streaming. Um, that was the new Chris Nolan blockbuster thing that came out in like theaters in July and like kind of flopped because no one went to theaters in July. What else was good? Palm Springs is really good on Hulu. Oh, like, it's like Andy Samberg, that. time travel, uh, stuff like that. Hmm. Minari's really good. This is like an awards movie, so it's not out for like a, a, uh, a few more months. But I have a screener-like thing I can send to you if you really want to. You just have to download it to your computer or something. Mm-hmm. Mayhaps. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's about like a Korean family, you know, trying to follow the American dream and stuff. But it's oh. actually not allowed to compete for Best Picture at the Golden Globes because they put it in the foreign category just because they're all Korean. So, you know. Even though it's literally about, like, them being American, so it made me mad. Made me upset. <laughs> but it's still in your recommended. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I just watched it the other day. Like, January 1st. Oh, sick. Um, Invisible Man was the last movie I saw in theaters. That's on HBO. You would really like it because it's horror and just great, man. Yes! Um, and then the last one that I can think of, Wolf Walkers. I told you about this one. Oh, yeah. Um, on Apple. I gave you the info. You need to snacks. watch it, dude. Like, I, I don't know. I'm probably higher on it than most people, but it was just really good. It's all animated, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you are super passionate about an animated movie, then I have to watch it because usually you're not super into that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's always the late, the late, like late in the game kind of awards buzz type animated movies that really get me going. Like last year with the that one French one I sent you. I don't know if oh, it was yeah. French, but yeah, like that one was really good. Klaus was really good last year. That was like a Santa Claus movie. Ugh, yes. All of the ones that we talked about that were like award winning, like the one with the hand or the one about dementia. Right. Like amazing. I I love award season. And I know a lot of it's Oscar Beatty type stuff, but you know, I'm like that type of guy. That like I'm that audience who wants that type of stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you know, sometimes there's Oscar bait movies that just suck, and that's the worst part. Is when they're trying to be like super good, but they're just not good. Gross. 
Yeah, because there was this movie that came out with like Amy Adams and Glenn Close, and it was trying to be an Oscar Beatty movie, but it just wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I felt bad. I got you know, like it just it. The worst type of movies are in that mediocre middle where it's not like fun, bad, or really good. Yeah, because then it's all it's almost better to have everybody hate your movie than to have everybody be like, ugh, and not right. know what to think about your movie. I'd rather have an infamous movie than a forgettable movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we are talking about another late in the, sh- late in the game kind of awards buzz animated film soul this is both of our first times right yes so i only watched it once this is um a musician who has lost his passion for music is transported out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself it's directed by pete doctor who did um he's like the main head of pixar right now you know how like kevin feige heads the marvel stuff he heads the pixar stuff he directed like monsters inc and inside out i think are the two he did that i can think of off the top of my head I heard about the Inside Out one, but not the other one. Yeah, because this feels similar to Inside Out in terms of, like, the world and stuff. Yeah, especially just, like, and also in the message that they're trying to send out. Is, right. I feel like it has a similar, it's it's not the same, but it's similar to Inside Out. Right. You can definitely feel like it's the same guy. And then I think it was co-directed by some guy named Kent Powers. So they've been doing this kind of they did this with coco too where you have like this mainstay animator director who's been with the company for a long time and then they bring in like this other like more you know new and up and coming director that can give it like some insight into the specific race and you know because you know how coco was dealing with mexican heritage yeah. They brought in a director who could better understand that world and stuff. And they did something similar here. Oh, good. With, uh, good. Ken Powers. So, yeah, I dug that. Uh, budget, I, I thought that was a high budget, $150 million. Mm. And But, I mean, it looks gorgeous, though. And the credits were worth. super long. There was a lot of payroll going on. You watch the credits, bro? Because I was, usually whenever we do this, I procrastinate to the last minute and then I watch it and then immediately go into the podcast and didn't see or didn't check for any post-credit scenes. But I did Mm -hmm. this time. And there wasn't any. There was a tiny one. Oh, there was? I missed it, man. It's just like Terry going, the movie's over! Go home! That's it. It barely counts. Yeah, I hate when they don't tell you that there's a post-credit scene. So then you just like have to double you have to go back and stuff that's why whenever i'm in the theater and i know i can't watch it like immediately again or go back to it i i sit for the credits usually or at least that mid credits part where it's not just black a black screen and text scrolling yeah you know right. I, I think that's part of the thing though it's like oh if you have a post credit scene then people are gonna watch the credits because they have no other they have nothing else to do Tell you what, though, if you have some cool, like, animation and stuff in your credits, I'll watch it, like, and be fine with it. Yeah. You know? Because I, I don't mind looking at the big names that helped in the movie. It's when you get to just, like, scrolling uh, random names that are, like, super small and you can't read them all. Then it's like, I'm, I'm disinterested. 
I get really hyped about like seeing if there's like the list of babies that were born during the production of the movie. There's a list for that? Yeah, in a lot of movies. That's wild. They do that in all Marvel movies too. Why? Because I I don't know. Um Is the babies from the crew? Like the crew's babies? Uh it could be anybody who worked on it. It's just like huh. um I don't know crediting somebody for working through that or just attesting to how long the movie took, I guess. I don't know. What if what if um Elon Musk worked on the film? <laughs> so when they get to the babies names, it's like okay, Jordan, uh Jamie and then X A E I O U or whatever the frick is his son's name is. What did they call him? I was just talking to somebody about this. I can't. I can't think of it. I can look it up real quick. Yeah, because Elon Musk's kid, dude. Why? Why did he name his kid that? I, his son is gonna get bullied. He has other kids that have semi, like not normal names, but they have okay. like conventional names. It's like, um, X. A E, but like the A and E are one thing. A minus twelve. Yeah. So it's like something about a math equation, their favorite airplane, and like I don't know, one of their like two of their favorite symbols because it was like a collaborative effort between Elon and Grimes. Grimes wrote the song, the songs for Hilda, by the way, and now I don't know how to feel about it. Oh, Hilda, the show. Yeah. Nice. That's cool, though. But well, Musk Musk said his son's name is pronounced X Ash A twelve. The X is just X, and the A twelve is just A twelve. Okay. X Ash A 12s name may run into some administrative issues in California. Musk went into a bit of a backstory in the choice, mentioning Grimes mostly came up with the name. Wait, <laughs> so he let some other dude name his kid? No, that's his girlfriend. Oh. Like, it's so stupid. Elon Musk and Grimes are together. They aren't married. They're partners. See, like, I get that the, you should be allowed to name your kid. But at the same time, you have so much power there, you know, <laughs> why would you do something that is not going to work out for them? Like, I get naming your dog something weird because they don't care. And, you know, it's not a huge deal. But, like, a kid, a name is important. It literally could, like, it's going to be their contribution to the world in the end, you know, mm-hmm. what their name means to the world. So it's like x ash a12 like dude come on i i am usually all for the weird unconventional names like if i'm gonna have kids do you really think i'm gonna name them john and oh for sure oh what are you saying about josh huh on summer there's just a lot there's a lot of joshes there's a lot of summers there's a lot of um right i don't know there's a lot (laughs) i'm trying to think of people that i don't know there's a lot of Olivers, uh, but like I don't know. I I would want to name it something that's like unique, and there's not like seven of them in their class. 
but not after my favorite airplane model and Rob, mathematical I'm gonna equations. I'm going to give them like an outdated name like Olga or something, you know? Yeah, like I like the really old names. Or... No, that Olga is such a bad name to name your kid. Uh, it's probably like passed down in the family and then like I, isn't it like a Russian or like a Ukrainian thing? I would say. I would say so, yeah. I don't think Olga has the same like weird social stereotype that it does in America. Okay, so here's another thing I have about names. Is it alright to name someone like a name that's not traditionally associated with that race? Like, can I name my white son Jesus or something, you know what I'm saying? I mean, are you? I feel like if you I, did it I for wouldn't because it feels reasons, like it feels like cultural appropriation. I think it is for sure. I feel like there you would have to do some like research on that and like ask a lot of people who are Mexican, like, hey, if I did this with genuine reasons, would it still be inappropriate? Because, I mean, it's right. just a name, but, I mean, it's kind of, it, are names, how much are, like, the traditional names of a culture valued? Right. I feel like it's also, if you don't know if you should name your kid this, you probably shouldn't name it that, you know? Yeah, but I don't think, Elon Musk and Grimes have so much power that I don't think that ever crossed their mind. They're like, oh, I don't know if we should. What if that this and that happens? But I don't I don't think that ever occurred to them. See, the thing that probably makes him mad is X Ash Ace is gonna grow up and his brother's names are like apparently like Kai Musk, Xavier Musk, Damien Musk. Oh wow. This whole family guy got screwed. Saxon Musk. I mean, yeah, they're not like they're, those names are like on the cusp of like normal and like I like rare. Kai. I like Kai. Um, Griffin's cool. Damien, I dig it. Like these are all kind of I I, I dig them, except Saxon. I think that's kind of a weird name. Yeah, that's like Anglo-Saxon, and like that gets into like a lot of. Isn't that just like European people Anglo-Saxon? I don't. I could um, be wrong, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Those are all like normal, rare names. Like nobody thinks like, "Ugh, why would you name your kid Damien?" That's so weird right. and quirky. Like of it's, you. it's 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 kind of uncommon, but it's not off the beat weird. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly. Kim and Con- okay, this conversation is not about soul at all. But Kim and Kanye's kids' names don't bother me. Like I like them. If it wasn't Kanye's kid and Kanye's decision to mm-hmm. name, if it wasn't Kanye's decision to name them that, I would be like, oh, sick, yes, Northwest, amazing, on point, amazing. But it's Kanye, so I feel like there's an underlying message. Of, like, the cult Look, man, that he's in. If you want to have something weird that you don't know is going to work or not, compromise, make it their middle name, 
and then call them that, see if it works. Because, you know, people go by their middle names occasionally. Oh, yeah. It happens. So that's what I would do. That's what I'll probably do if I if I end up bringing offspring, which is not a great idea, but, you know. <laughs> like, give, them the, give it to the middle name. Depending on the outcome of the second God of War game, or not the second one, but, you know, the new one yeah. that's coming out. I, like, if I have a son, his middle name will be Atreus. That's it. Yo, come here, Josh Jr. XAE12. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be just, like, five kids in the U.S. that are just, like, that have that same name because their parents are, um, are trolls. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had to, like... Okay, I'll give you free Tesla stock, but you have to name your kid X Ash A12. Can you do that? Is that illegal? Um, I don't think so. Because they're they're agreeing to it. I guess not, but I don't know. I don't know if that's like a valid exchange of of goods. Goods. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of blackmail. Or, you know, in that territory. Yeah, that it's just... That's too close for me to not consider it blackmail. That was a good sidetrack. Um, Soul. That took a long time. Okay. Soul had a budget of 150 mil. Box office so far is 32.5 mil. The reason it's so low is because this was one of the the Disney Plus releases. So, you know how Mulan, Mulan did the thing where it's the premier access stuff that everyone hated, where they went for 30 bucks on the service. You already have to pay five bucks for the service a month. And then you have to pay an additional 30 just to watch Mulan, even though by December it was available to everyone for free. Mm-hmm. And Mulan wasn't that good. But um, that's beside the point. This one, they were like, okay, we don't know what we're doing at premier access. So they made Soul exclusive like, you know, free to Disney Plus people on Christmas. But a lot of countries don't have Disney Plus. So they put it on theaters, and that's why it made $32.5 million, Which is not bad for other countries, I guess. During the COVID pandemic. Oh, yeah. I mean... I don't know what they're expecting. I wonder how much money Disney is losing. Yeah. But you also have to think about it that... If their trajectory keeps going up, they will be making, like, billions off Disney Plus in, like, 2025 or so. Mm -hmm. You know, like, a a significant amount of their income will be from Disney Plus and having all these exclusives and stuff. Yeah, like, how many people bought Disney Plus because Soul influenced them to do so? I can't imagine a ton, though. I would imagine more than the Mulan thing, actually. Right, right. But that was, yeah, because it's it is free. I just don't know if Soul's like a huge IP though. But I guess it is a new Pixar movie. Yeah, and Pixar movies are almost always good, and it was something different, and it looked so pretty, and it was it feels right. like something that they've never really touched on before in a kids movie. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, so yeah, 32.5, assuming we're in the COVID pandemic, not bad. 
I think Wonder Woman did outperform though with HBO Max, like how often it was streamed. I think it was the most streamed movie of of uh, twenty twenty. Oh, sick. At least in terms of new movies. So, but then I read otherwhere that Soul made uh, that weekend that Soul dropped had four times more Disney Plus app downloads than HBO Max. So I don't really know who won in this whole because they were kind of competing with each service dropping this big movie. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I don't know. I would say HBO Max probably won, but, I mean, Disney Plus is still raking in the money right now. A lot of people already have HBO Max in theory, though, because, like... Right, because of HBO. Yeah, because if you pay for HBO, like, a separate from your other TV cable packages, then you have full access to HBO Max, yeah, which is great. It's great. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like channel necessities, HBO is really up there for a lot of people. They just and it's a de- it's a pretty good service compared to Disney Plus because Disney Plus doesn't drop a lot of new stuff, you know. Yeah, HBO Max is like I feel like it's super underrated. Oh, and they're gonna be like the best next year when they drop seventeen movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to re- we have to review some of those because they're gonna be big movies. So we can just stream them. Yes, I had problems yeah. with my HBO Max account because we switched cable companies. I think, but yeah. like it it's worth it. It was worth it for my mom. I think to to get like an actual account on HBO Max. Right. Uh, Soul stars Jamie Fox as Joe Gardner. Tina Fey is 22. Those are like the main two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Felicia Rashad, Rashad plays Joe's mom, Libba. Graham Norton, who's like a talk show host, plays Moonwind, that um, hippie guy. Mm-hmm. Rachel House plays Terry. Terry is like the best in this movie. <laughs> that might be going straight into it. I'll, I'll get into it in a bit. Richard Ayoade plays Jerry. Alice Braga also plays another Jerry. And that's kind of like the main big names. I know David Diggs was in this too, in like a small. <gasps> yeah. I didn't know that. And then I'm going to hit you with some trivia real quick because we are kind of already running long. You know? We've been doing that a lot lately. X Ash A12. <laughs> Do we need a separate right. podcast just to bullshit? Yeah, for real. We just don't talk as much anymore. Yeah, yeah. we just do it on the podcast, which is not efficient, but. <laughs> I feel like they're good conversations. They though. are good conversations. You know, it's not like we're like we're we're kind of screwing people over by not getting into the content, but it's also like not bad substitution. Maybe we'll call more. Maybe we'll just only use the podcast as our form of communication. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's basically just therapy, you know. Oh, exactly. But um Dorothea Williams record, so she was like the the big singer in this one. She previously appeared in a record of hers, previously appeared in Onward during the scene where Colt Bronco visits the Lightfoot house at the beginning of the film. So, I mean, that kind of plays into, you know, the Pixar theory and all? And not at all. So the Pixar theory is this huge thing that people have done where they kind of have to, like, you know, stretch for conclusions and stuff that all the Pixar movies are connected. Mm-hmm. And it just spans, like, this huge amount of time and stuff. So they connect it like Brave is the beginning. And I think at the end is Monsters, Inc. And 
Boo from Monsters Inc. is the old witch in Brave. Oh. I've yeah, heard that. so it's kind of it is this huge thing where like a lot of stuff happens. Like there's times where it's just car people, like cars, you know. <laughs> um, there's the monster stuff. Wally was a big thing because Wally took out most people on the earth, at least that movie, you know, of how it happened. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's kind of where like I see something popped up in another film that, that came out this year. I'm like. I think Pixar wants to play into it a bit. Oh, yeah, because if you play into it, then everybody, like, that whole thing gets talked about twice as much, and then it just ends up profiting you. Right. So, you know, I hope, I don't I don't think that I want them to, like, confirm that they're all connected, but I'm cool with all those wings, you know, that they are. Plus, there's, like, the Easter eggs of, like, the Pizza Planet truck showing up in a bunch of stuff, and the whole A113 and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, an initial draft of the story, 22 is the main character rather than Joe. 22 had a strong dislike for Earth, and the film took place entirely in the soul world. Joe was created to help show her why Earth is worth living in. So, I mean, it's similar to what we got in the film, but it would have been, like, the main focus. Yeah. Bro, I'm getting, like, really bad audio stuff from you. Um, are you? Yeah, you made your shift in. I don't know. I'm tired. It's been a long <laughs> week. Okay, sorry. I won't move. Yeah, it's all good. Don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. It's chill. Uh, another alternate thing. Ending. Joe was touring with Dorothea Williams and teaching students privately on the side. And 22 was a new student, and he recognized that it was her. But according to Kent Powers, the co-director, this ending was rejected because there was something innately not satisfying about it. I kind of dig the ending, though, that we got. I... No, ends the film on a high note. I didn't think they were ever going to show 22 as a real person. But I w- that's what I was thinking about the whole time. It's like, oh, they're going to meet one day and he's going to know and she's not going to have any idea. Yeah, I feel like that would have been really cliche, though. I would have been okay with that ending. I'm okay with this ending, too. I just... The real ending that I wanted was for him to reject his second chance. Yeah, there was there was alternate endings that were similar to that, because they went through a lot of stuff with the script. And there was endings where he went to the great beyond... There's endings where he becomes a mentor, but like a permanent mentor. You know, instead of just a one-time thing, he stays okay. there. So there's there's different perspectives, but people, they thought that like, it's weird that he got this second chance and he finally discovers how to live life properly. Because it's kind of like this whole thing that he was living life kind of for the wrong reasons, just to follow a quote-unquote purpose. And for him to kind of just reject that second chance with all the knowledge that he now knows, it'd be kind of anticlimactic. I don't think it would be anticlimactic. I get where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. I know. Maybe I just read the movie differently, but I I thought the whole point of the movie was to, like, um, you don't just have one purpose. You need to live life without right. like 
and uh, not in the way that you're doing it now because of this reason and this reason. And then, oh my god, Mr. G's, like, or Joe Gardner's experience would have been an example of that, but that's a little hard-hitting for a kid's movie. I feel like, yeah, it might throw kids off the wrong way with how you're presenting it. Yeah, so this, the way that the movie ended now, I feel like is a good enough example for kids. Like they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. draw their own conclusions from it rather than when you throw it in their face and he's dead because he accepted it. Yeah. Last one I got, twenty two is also the amount of films that Pixar released before Soul. Mm. Because Soul is the twenty third film. And I thought that was That's cool. cute. Yeah. Um I'm let's just kinda get into it. I really love this. Same. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Pixar for what it is. I watched, I rewatched most of them before Onward, watched some of them for the first time because it, it would have been a long time. But yeah, their track record is insanely good. I have so many like five out of fives from them. It just, and this one's no different. I think Onward was a little kind of underwhelming. The, the one, did you see that one that came out earlier this year? I wanted to. My sister didn't even want to see it, so I never got to. <laughs> yeah, it's on Disney Plus, man. Just check it yeah, out. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be good. I or no, I want to see it. Let me rephrase that. I want to see it because everybody lives in a mushroom house, and I need to watch it. Right. Because of that, it if it, it feels like a really good film made by like DreamWorks or something. Okay. That's the best way I can like it's it's good, but it's not Pixar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and but Soul feels like they're getting on the right track again. Um, yeah, sorry, something just came up. Um, shit, lost track. Soul feels like Pixar is right back where it is. You know, they are bopping again. I love it because they went on this track record for a long time where they were just releasing sequels. Like 2018, all we got was Incredibles two. 2019, all we got was Toy Story four. I was so sick of it. I was like, I. They're good, but I want original stuff. And this feels like a return to form. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah. So that's kind of my thought. It's not... Soul isn't like any other kids' movie that's been released. It just isn't. And it's really, really refreshing. Dude, it feels so good, too. It just... It feels mature, but also accessible to kids. Like, it, how do you even do that? How do you present a film that literally is like about death and life and you know like purpose and just present it so well it's insane they did it so well because like joe gardner really plays into all of the like young adults and the adults watching and Mm -hmm. 22 plays into all of the anxieties that the children watching have so it's this dynamic that really works for literally everybody because all of the adults know like um, how depressing it can be and how you're working towards what you want or you never got the chance to and how it's dragging you down and the lost souls are like representing them through and through. Yeah. It's freaking, it's so good, man. I just, how, how do they keep doing it? The, the, just, I don't know. 
And it looks fantastic, too. Like, absolutely gorgeous. I love the way that they did the souls. Oh, especially the scene where he first enters with it's, like, black and white and stuff. Oh, my God. It feels like a scene in Into the Spider-Verse. Like, the way that they did that. Dude, that was one of... That was one of my favorite Pixar shots that I can think of. It's so good. And it's so, like, ominous. Like, I feel like in children's movies, you don't get a lot of scale that's meant to for you to be like, oh, my God. Like, it, right. it scares me. And then you. even... Yeah, even the stuff where he's, like, just looking at this giant void that the great beyond is, it's kind of anxiety-inducing, just even contemplating it like that. Where, like, these, there's people on the, the little walkway, and they just, like, accepted death. Yeah. And they're just walking right towards it, or at least, you know, moving right towards it. it it's weird. It's so, it makes you really contemplate stuff. It does, because, like, as soon as he falls down there, and he's running, and he's like, why aren't you moving? Why aren't you moving? And everybody's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's terrifying. Like, that's always been a struggle with, I think, most people is, you know, like, there's times where I completely accepted if I died, you know, it's some random thing just because, you know, not all deaths are this super drawn out emotional thing. Sometimes you just die from, like, getting hit by, like, a freaking bus or something, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I, there's times where I accept that, and there's other times where I'm, like, I, I get terrified that your life just ends there with no purpose or fulfillment in the end. Mm-hmm. And I think this one does a good job of showing different perspectives of, of life and death and people's understanding of it. It shows the older people that there's still time to figure mm-hmm. out your stuff and do what you want, and it shows the younger portions of the audience how to avoid that or how to like or like you can get over those fears of that happening to you yeah yeah you know what's also refreshing is that we got this this is like the first african-american protagonist i can think of for pixar right it's one of the only animated movies that has like an all like black selection of characters besides like uh princess and the frog i'm sure there yeah. are well 22 is 22 is tina fey so not completely yeah i just meant like i mean the souls don't have no i feel you though races obviously but like a lot of the main right. human characters are black and it makes sense because like the whole thing is surrounded by like the jazz scene, which was primarily African American. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it really plays into the culture well. Not as well as Coco. Coco was amazing with how it played into culture and heritage and stuff. This one is a step down in terms of how deep they really get into it. But still, it's nice to get a different perspective from, like... Because, like, the earliest Pixar film is literally everyone is the exact same character models Andy from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. You know, even Sid, even Sid is basically Andy with a black <laughs> shirt. So it's nice to actually get more than just one perspective. Uh, the, oh my god, the amount of like diversity in uh, the way that everybody looked and like body shape 
Right, but it wasn't caricatures, yes. too, you know? All that barber, though, that barber, he was built. His and... cheekbones were so satisfying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the character models here are just, they're, they, they feel distinct from other traditional Pixar human characters. Because, you know, if you think of, like, Riley from Inside Out, you've seen Inside yeah. Out. Yeah. She feels very similar to how you'd see a character designed in, like, Toy Story 3, you know? Like, they all feel very similar in animation style. This feels kind of different. Even you can tell by the kids in the beginning shot where they all look kind of funky. Like, I dig yeah. it, you know? All it's of, different. Like, some of them have exaggerated features. Some of them com- are, like, completely average in the face. Some of them have huge noses or bigger lips or smaller eyes or, like, Yes, it it's even, so like, good. Even skin like even skin like blemishes and stuff. Yeah. The animation basically it doesn't feel phoned in. You know, even the backgrounds mm-hmm. have life to it. And then yeah, also just look yeah, looks fantastic. It feels very lived in. Like the world doesn't feel solely squared on these two characters cuz Joe's life is a big part of this and if you feel that in the story of getting all these different environments like the barber shop or his mom's shop or even like the the nicely lit jazz club and stuff you know? mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I really liked that 22 in Joe's body was like actively teaching him things like to to let loose and to right. experience and to say that you, what you want to say and don't go with the routine and how she solved a decades long problem between him and his mom because she didn't have she wasn't hesitant she just did what right. she thought was right because um. that's the only thing that she knows I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna. This is like a. Sorry, oh, I wait, sorry. like. I don't feel like it was a cop out. Alright, alright. This is kind of a tangent, but it's it's related. Like when that first happens with this body switch, you know, Joe becomes the cat, and then she becomes Joe, and the cat just like doesn't the cat die? Yeah, it, it goes to the soul it world. Cuts to like a really stylistic cat just waiting for it to go into the great beyond okay at first when they said where did the cat go i thought they were gonna say something like the animals don't have souls because you know that was like a thing that some people in our religious sect kind of believed and i was like that's kind of dark for a kid's movie to kind of make I a think, statement yeah like and i think the bible that we used in our school said like oh animals don't have souls and it's a yeah, because I remember a horse girl <laughs> cried about it. Like, it just depended on what teacher you had, because that was a super touchy topic. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. um, this teacher said that animals don't have souls. Does that mean that when I, my dog dies, I'll never see him in heaven? Uh, and then our math teacher right. would be like, oh, no, animals do have souls, like this and that, and just reverse it. So we would go back and forth, and now we're all confused. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I thought at first, and I was like, "Damn, that's kind of dark." But um, anyways, I got distracted. When that first happened, I it feels like 
something that did need to, you know, like the body swap thing felt like something you had in there for kids to be like, oh, look, dude, he's in a cat's body. And he's he's trying to do human things, but he's a oh, cat. Oh, that's exactly really what I well. didn't want to happen. Like when they switched, I was like, "Ugh." That's what I thought at first, but then a lot of stuff that played in with twenty two being in Joe's body and experiencing stuff. Like, plus the cat stuff is pretty funny. I'll give him that. Like, it doesn't. Maybe a rewatch won't be as funny, but I dug it. It 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 really worked for what it was. Even they though did it, was it well. I just figured. I just feel like a lot of other movies do that specifically. Like, oh, haha, animal body. What I thought was going to happen is I thought they were going to both land in the same body and it was going to be like a weird thing on schizophrenia. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, word. That actually would be kind of cool if I really think about it. But I don't think they would play into two souls being in one body. Yeah, I like... It just felt so different that that's what I was like, oh, this could happen. And I didn't even consider the cat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I swore they were going to save the cat. But then you couldn't put a soul in the cat. The cat is no soul, theoretically. Mm -hmm. But anyways, you know, it's just good, man. I just want to talk. I just want to rave about it. I just love it. The cat the thing was honestly my biggest thing about it. Everything else is just like, oh, the blur. Okay, so like the soles and they're like blurred edges and then the edges have like different colors. God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And the, um, what is it called? The U Seminar? Yeah, the U Seminar. seminar. Yeah. Oh, the Great Before, uh, but then it's yeah, rebranding. The, the Great Before. Nowadays, yeah is my aesthetic. It's so, so pretty. Dude, I also, I loved how Jerry and Terry were designed. Or the, the Jerry. You know. Oh my god. It's so weird. Yes, it's just, it's, <laughs> I love that they're on a 2D plane. Terry's design and voice just gives she, me life. She's so relaxing. Genuinely. And usually when you have somebody that sounds like that and looks like that, they, like... They put the main character at ease at first, and then you find out they have, like, sinister intentions or whatever. But they were just, like, chill the whole time, and I loved it. Yeah, there wasn't, like, a clear-cut antagonist, which is... I don't need a clear-cut antagonist for every film. I wish Marvel would get that, too. Like, I know it wouldn't play well with general audiences, but I'd love to see a Marvel movie where there's they're dealing with this existential problem or an internal problem and not just like oh look it's iron man but evil. yeah i feel like you know so kids I dug that about are this. moving towards that a little bit with stuff like moana where it seems like there's a concise um antagonist until you actually meet the antagonist mm-hmm. moana's so good too that's another but, tangent but maybe we could talk really about good. it eventually but did we have to it's i watched it for the first for the first time last year so good. Oh, i so cried good. so many times when i watched that movie for the first time like the first time i watched it i cried because i was like in love with all anything that lin-manuel miranda did the second time was like 
cried because of genuine quality. Yeah, dude, I get it. I'm a Disney shill, you know, in terms of, like, animation and stuff. Disney animation, Pixar, etc. I'm a shill for it. I love it all. You know, it's, it's not my fault. I, it's just really good. It's really safe, I feel bad for liking it so much because, like, Disney is the scariest corporation I've ever heard of. But, like... Right. And they're also just capitalizing on yeah, everything. Like, I, right. I don't know when... Or if as soon as I stop paying for my parents stop paying for Disney Plus, that's when we're just gonna start pirating. Even though pirating is a felony now, it's it's distributing. Oh, still? That's the, I thought the something felony. changed. It's it's never really been if you watch something pirated. Because there's a lot, there's a lot of legal loopholes you can get to get around getting charged for that. Be like, oh, I thought I was legally watching it on thepiratebay.com. <laughs> Guys, come on! Like, it's it's when you distribute it for profit, and profit includes having ads on your pirated okay. service. You know, so that's how most I thought people get shut changed down. recently. So it's really it's. Like, yes, it's kind of bad if you just don't want to pay for stuff just because, like, you are able to, and, like, it's not a huge deal, Mm -hmm. but you just don't want to. But it's different if, like, you don't, you can't pay for seven different streaming services, you know? It's just, it's not financially possible, especially if you have something like cable on top of that and theater stuff in the normal world. So, like, a lot of movies that are older that are on VOD... I'll just pirate them just because it's like if it's not in the service, then you know it's just one film that's like would cost me four bucks to rent. I don't feel bad for um, if there's one like if there's one company that I wouldn't feel bad doing that to, it's Disney because like at this point their movies are not their main profit source. Dude, tell you what, man. Once you start getting into it, then we can exactly. watch whatever on this pod. But, yeah. Uh, anyways, Pixar just, it's great. It's great. Soul's great. I love Even, Soul. like, I feel like animated movies that are set in the city have a tendency to be, like, boring looking. Yeah, not this one. Oh, not this one, yeah. Like, even one of the best shots in this, or at least, you know, in terms of audio and visual representation, is that scene where they first walk out of the hospital, and she's getting overloaded with, like, exposure. I'm to so light glad. And and stuff. I'm so glad that they you know did, like, a sensory overload scene. There's, that like, a lot so of good. people have that, or, like, they experience that, and they feel stupid. But they... Yeah, right. like no, but it's a real thing. Joe never made twenty two feel stupid for being like, "Oh my god, hold on." Uh huh. Yeah. What else can I really think of that's good? I don't know. Like, it's just, it just, it's such a cool movie to have out there. And I know it's kind of similar to Coco, where, you know, it's it's a character that loves music, and he then goes to the afterlife or in the before life in this case. And teams up with like this not entirely alive character to try to get back for a performance. So it's it's similar plots, but they just they feel distinct and soul feels like it's tackling big themes 
and it's doing yeah, really well. I, they're definitely comparable, but I wouldn't, like, I would never be able to trade one out for another. Yeah. Uh, what I was getting at before yeah. with the city thing is that they really saved themselves with what mm-hmm. they did with lighting in the in the especially yeah. when they mm-hmm. were panning back to like all the memories that he had with the nightclubs and the city streets and like it all like they had different tones of light and they were all going it it just glowed and with stuff like the prime example yeah. of ugly 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 cityscapes um what is it a pet's life secret life of pets oh yeah don't even it's bring it up it's a fine movie whatever <laughs> but like the cityscape <laughs> ugly disgusting is not it's, the, it's forgettable too and yeah. like, usually i don't like being i don't like being like that and having a concise opinion because i'm sure some people love that specific part of it or they think it's they think it's satisfying. The five people who are out there who think the right. background in A Secret Life of Pets is satisfying. I see you. <laughs> I see you. Respect. Uh, what else can I really... The music. The score here. Mm, so good. So I even was went back and listened to some of it on Spotify. I think I'm going to, really yeah. I just... I love how they acknowledge... I'm in a um history of music class right now so this is me geeking out about it i oh they did the call and response thing where like with dorothea she like she begrudgedly like throws her hand over or she like looks at him and then they do the call and response thing which is like the whole point of like jazz and rhythm and blues not the whole point but it's a big part of it it's like an improvisation uh-huh. in music, and oh my god, I loved it. Yeah. Dude, what, what was on, another thing related to the music? That scene where he, like, gets into the zone. Oh my god, I love the concept of the zone. <laughs> they did. That was the funniest part, too, <laughs> the basketball yeah. joke. Dude, that was pr- probably one of the funniest jokes of the year. Mm. Yeah, it, it really plays. That whole scene plays well with me. How they have like the people that are stuck in the the weird bodies. I don't know how what the what lost they were called. souls. Where you get like stuck in the yeah the law where they're like in a zone but like not a good zone. And then there's the, also the good zone it, that you know a lot of people are in that you can get knocked out of easily, just, which happens. Yeah, and the, they existed in the same place, which I really liked because like. Right. And then also the whole thing of Moonwind and a bunch of hippie people like smoking weed and going to the afterlife <laughs> on Tuesdays. I great. loved They didn't say it explicitly, but that's Moonwind what it is. Was the only like was the only person or the only main character that knew he was going in and out of the soul realm and he was just like tossing signs. I love mm-hmm. that. And I love his character design too. I mean I love all of them, but <laughs> Dude, why we ju- we just gotta rave about this movie? You know, it, it just it feels really refreshing to just have a movie where it's just unabashed. There were great. some scenes where I feel like I got lost a little bit in what was happening, but only for like two seconds. There's 
Yeah, the there's one that and there's the cat oh, ahead, thing, sorry. and those are the only th- two things that bothered me at all. I think the one thing that maybe doesn't entirely work is that the thing where it's like he's like, yeah, I'm the only one that can switch your guys' bodies back, but I can only do it a half hour before the big show. You know, I'm like, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. you know, but, but other than that, like. That doesn't really work, great. but what saved it, like, I when I stopped caring about it, because he was like, the government calls it 6.30. <laughs> I loved that line. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, what else can I really... Do you have anything else to add? I... I know we're okay. running a bit. I just want to talk about really quickly... How all of them are Jerry except for Terry? Are they separate beings or do they just hate that part of like the concept of the universe? Wait, wait. Was the other one Jerry that was by Terry when they're counting souls? Yeah, everybody who's pink is Jerry. Except and every and like it's just Terry <laughs> who's blue and is like a little gremlin that looks like Ed, Ed and Eddie who's crawling around like the numbers are wrong. Terry's my favorite design the whole movie, and I don't know, maybe my His favorite voice character. Fits really well, and the way he's animated and the way he travels around in like the in on Earth is so. The trophy, the trophy. He scene has a complex, him. and if the I love that part of the whole concept of the universe has a complex. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Even the thing that, like, he counts souls by this old, like, dial thing. I don't know what it's called. But, you know, where um, you, like, slide numbers. Be- you slide beads to I count. I don't. Like, the fact the that that's their official counter. The only thing that I counter. can think of is a sarcophagus, and that's not it. <laughs> no, that's not it. I don't know what the name is, but you get them. Yes. You remember what I'm talking about, right? Like, the fact that that's their official count for souls and like at the end where they're like yeah we handled it with terry and what they did they're like terry look over there and then just switched <laughs> one bead. they're so chill and i loved it i love that there was no sinister turn where the universe actually eats the unborn babies when <laughs> when we're not looking and i loved that um yeah. and not the technology that they were using but like the systems that were going around were simultaneously like archaic and really but they were still like up to date because they were rebranding like with like the por- the squarish right. portals that they were using and stuff and how they grew a third arm yeah. when they were opening the portal to the beyond the great beyond there's there's so many little quirks there too and it doesn't because I felt at the beginning it could have been derivative inside out, especially because it's made by the same guy in terms of directing. But it really kind of distinguished itself. Yeah. Early on. You know? What was the other thing? I loved how how they jumped to Earth or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing, but I really liked it. Where It's just like this straight plunge. My favorite line in the entire film is... 22 going oh you can't well you can't jump with me and he goes I'll go as far as I can and oh oh my god it broke my heart I started crying too good why you want to just rate this one 
Um, I feel like I was at a four and a half, but I'm leaning towards a five. Interesting. Now. I think it's been a while since anybody said a five. Because when I first watched it, I didn't talk about it mm-hmm. with anyone. I watched it earlier this week. So I kind of was just like, all right, I'm making my end of the year list. Is this my favorite movie of the year? I don't know. Because it was, it was between this and Wolfwalkers. Right now, sold in my number two. And I think I still like Wolfwalkers a bit more. But if I gave Soul a rewatch, I'd probably put it above mm. it. So I don't know where I'm at. But, you know, that's same with Wonder Woman where I was like, I don't know where I'm at. And then I ended up at a 3.5. Right now, I'm going to stick with four and a half just because that's mm-hmm. what I have on Letterboxd and all. But I could go, I could go five very easily. Yes. Just because it's that good. Okay. Uh, right. I think I'm going to go for... Yeah. A, what about you? I, this isn't a whole thing, but I don't... You do, like, concise ratings because you want to keep it consistent. I do whatever I please. 4.75. Right. Which is probably much better. Yeah. That's good. That's, I'm glad we're on the same page with it. Because, you know... No, I really like liked it. it. There were some things that I would have... Not that I would have changed. I just would have done differently but i really really liked it and i could rave on i could rave about terry and jerry forever mm-hmm. but yeah 4.75 yeah out, out, out of five terry's all right there's gonna be a few thing two things i want to do first i want to ask you mm-hmm. so pete doctor is director right he's directed huge very big Every Pixar movie is, like, notable. But he's directed some really good ones. So I'm going to give you all the ones he's directed, and then you tell me, like... I think there's only four, so you can, like, rank them, all right? So, Monsters, Inc., um, Up, Inside Out, and Soul. And okay, I know it's gonna be, like, Soul, super hard to do. number one, Monsters, Inc., number two, three, mm, Inside Out. Oh, actually, hold on. Hmm. Up is objectively better than Inside Out. I feel like Up, it's weird because the first scene is so good, and then the rest of the movie is great, but it's like watched Up on that first scene. I, a long time ago, before I was super into movies, and I didn't really get it. So that's why, but it's not like I really liked Inside Out either. I, Inside Out 3, Up 4. Was there a, was there a fifth okay. one? I did. Okay. What about you? No, there's just four. There's just four. All right. Okay. So I don't know how you're gonna feel. I did. I'm doing this thing right now lately where it's I've been doing. You know how I like rank stuff on my letterbox and stuff. So I have all my scores and stuff from when I watched it. Four. If I have Monsters Inc. at like a four out of five. Uh, third, I have up at a four and a half. Then I have Soul at a four and a half, oh, and then I have Inside okay. Out at five. Yeah, I, I love Inside Out, man. Because I don't think I've watched it in segments. I've seen the whole movie, but I've like paused it for a while, and I really, really, really like the concept and how everything that you see, besides like the real life, like what Riley is reacting mm-hmm. to, is completely abstract. Right. It's one of Pixar's most innovative films in terms of what they were able to do, and especially how accessible it is to children in terms of what it's tackling with, similar to this one. 
with death and life, this one that one deals with like emotions and personality complexes and stuff like that. Where I think children can relate to that more than like thinking about death and their purpose because they're not old enough yet. Where emotions, mm-hmm. everyone has emotions right away and they always struggle with it. So yeah, it's it's something that it just it's so good. It's really I good. Need I don't know, man. That and up. I just need I need to rewatch it to like really form my opinion because I was talking to Joseph the other day about like what childhood movies we've seen and he was like you hate the uh-huh. Lion King and Up? Are you serious? You can't I, hate right up, now bro. I do, but you can't hate the Lion King either. I don't you can't hate like the it. I think it's overhyped. It is I, overhyped. I, just, I never liked the movie. I never wanted to watch it as a kid. Like when I did, I was like, okay, that was less than fine. I've never liked it. Mm. That's one no. of the only Disney movies that I can Bad. say that about. Is like I do not like the Lion King. So you don't like up, though, yeah, but you want to rewatch like it and like it. I know that my opinion on The Lion King is probably not going to change, but I want to rewatch up because, not because I want to understand the hype, but because I think that my movie taste has changed now. I've seen The Lion King a million times. I know and it's what's not your... going to change. The only oh, you thing I like about too, the, right? reboot the reboot is um, Billy Ickner as Timon. Right. Cool. Um, and then your general take on Monsters, The, the original Inc. one? I love that movie. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, like, all four of the ones that he's directed. I know, I guess you don't like Up, but I love I, all four that he's directed so far. And I'm glad that he's I in charge of Pixar right now. Really bad. Like, I want to. I think it's. I think the concept is great. And it's super and it's super creative. Yeah. I feel like the movies that he's directed so far are not formulaic at all in, in the way that Disney has been. Yeah. The only thing is that Inside Out and Soul feel kind of similar, they're but both not like, too similar. They're, they're you know, similar, but they're not like... They're both covering important topics. Right. Which are good, and they're really accessible too. Accessible is just a great thing because, like, I watched mm-hmm. it with Benny, and he really dug it as a ten-year-old. Yeah, he doesn't really think about death. I would imagine. Um, the other thing I just want to talk about Pixar's upcoming films because I only got a few. Because usually I would talk about you know like other offshoots and stuff, but I have a feeling this will stay as a one-off because it happens at Pixar where they don't make. I know they make a ton of sequels, but they don't really just churn out sequels in the just for money besides the cars sequels which are just i don't want stuff. a sequel at all like it's if right, it a wouldn't sequel work. just so really he wouldn't. could like meet 22 as a, a human child and like have another adventure with her uh-huh. that's not satisfying if you want to give me a little short like three years later about um like he's teaching on the side or like they're not on tour right now he's teaching on the side he's a substitute teacher he finds 22 
I could do a short. Yeah, yeah I could sure. do a short. Because they they've done they've done shorts for other films that I, are like one offs and stuff, but it's never really been plot heavy. But that one could be plot heavy, kind of like that. Honestly, I needs. really hope that that's what they do. Yeah. Even just like if they don't do that, just like a character design of what twenty two would look like. Oh, I didn't tell you to watch the Pixar short that came out with this. They do. Usually they put one before the movie. When it's in theaters. Well, oh, when you watch it in oh, theaters, they put a short before yeah. the movie. Yeah, it was about a bunny. I was going to make you watch it. I completely forgot that they did that. I'll look it up. Um, so, yeah, the upcoming movies. I'm glad because most of the stuff at the Disney investor meeting was like, hey, guys, we're doing sequel to this and a reboot of that and et cetera. And it's very tiresome. But Pixar is the one studio where they're actually turning on original stuff. The so next one's kind of, it's called Luca. It comes out June 18th, 2021. And they're in Italy and stuff. And it's about this friendship between these two boys. But I think one of them turns into like a, a whale when he goes underwater and stuff. It's something like that. But it looks oh gorgeous. God. And like dealing with the Italian Riviera I, and stuff. This could be I'm the movie that completely re- removes my um, hatred for the name Luca. It's, I feel really bad because, like, objectively, it's a really cute name, and I don't hate anybody that has that name. I just, like, if Mm -hmm. you told me that you were going to name your baby Luca, then I would only be able to see your baby as, like, spit-covered, snot-covered, like, nasty, until they grew up into a person. I don't know. I think... A neighbor that I used to have had, like, a little brother named Luca, and not only did I not like my neighbors, Mm. but they also had, like, a really gross little brother whose name was Luca, so that's where my pre- Oh, so you just hate this one kid. You just despise this one child. Like, nasty, like, babies that are (laughs) fluid-filled. I can't no, handle it. You just hate a kid, man. But maybe this will be the movie. Um, yeah, no, it looks great. Some of they've released some stills and stuff, and I'm hoping it comes out in the theaters and we don't get another Disney Plus thing. Because, like, Soul would have been so good on the, on the yes. big screen. You know? Um, then they, they're doing Turning Red, March 11th, 2022. And this one kind of deals with puberty and stuff where she turns into like the, she's like a 13 years old, but she occasionally, when she gets like super emotional, turns into a <laughs> giant red panda. It's like huge. Okay. Like Baymax size from Big Hero 6. Yeah. And that's all we really know about it, but you know, I dig it. And then the other one, which is kind of a sequel, but not really. Did you hear about not. this one called Lightyear? So they said they're done with the Toy Story stuff until eventually they make a Toy Story 5 because they just want money. But they're doing this thing called Lightyear, which is the movie that Buzz Lightyear is based on, the toy. Because Buzz is a toy, and he's based on a movie. And they're making a movie. Who's? And guess who's voicing Buzz Lightyear? Uh, (gasps) Oh, we talked about this, didn't we? I talked about it with somebody. Oh, my God. I forgot. 
We might have been on the oh, stuff we yeah, cut. Definitely. From that one episode a few weeks ago. Maybe. But yeah. Like, I don't know. It feels kind of weird, but at the same time, it just kind of it feels like Pixar's not trying to tackle some big theme with that one. They're just trying to do a, a fun blockbuster that we have association we'll see, with. Because but I'm kind of getting tired of all like the milking Toy Story. Right. That's because even though I love Toy Story four, you know, I honestly I, like, I would have rather had Lightyear rather than Toy Story four. Right. Even though I love Toy Story 4. I even Ew. saw it on the screen, though, that was stained. It was kind of bad. Yeah, and there were some annoying kids in the theater. We kind of just went yeah, in. Yeah, I think they needed movie, to pick one. But there, there's, there's too many. Yeah. And then I think they're doing a bunch of TV shows, which I'm kind of mad on. Like, I don't need a show about the dog from Up, but I guess we're going to get one. They, like... Yeah. So... That one feels more like they cash definitely cow stuff. do like, do a lot of cat stuff. I like that makes me kind of grossed out. But they also produce a lot of yeah. But usually it's not a Pixar, you know. It's almost mm-hmm. never Pixar because even their shorts are good for the most part. I don't know. I don't know, man. But at least I'm just glad Luca and Turning Red sound really good. Luca oh, especially. I'm, I didn't know about like... either of those until just now. Oh my god. I know. And then they got another movie coming out in 2023, but it says TBA. So who knows, man? I don't know. I love Pixar. I love this. I'm a shill, you know? I don't care. I, I get they're probably a corrupt corporation. Disney Pixar is still kind care. of pure. It's fun. Pixar is pure. Pixar is great. Except I for like Cars brave. too. I hate Cars. So they're bad. No, dude, Wolfwalkers okay, is like it, everything you I'll want to break to you. About that. Dude, you need to. What are we doing next week? Um, I want to have a guest because it's been so long. Yeah, we either. So maybe we should have them pick. Big mouth or have a guest and let them pick. I could try. Who do you want to get? I could try. Get Joseph? I could guilt trip him. He doesn't want to be on. I don't know what his problem I don't know what his problem is about yeah, like not I, I mean I understand. I just don't know um, what the problem is, <laughs> genuinely. No, that's most it's hard to get guests for a podcast, especially when people are busy and you know, they've never done one before. So it's kind of a experience. You're, that you're basically you're just it, like you know, at but, least in the setup that we have, which is just like oh, you open this link and that's basically the most foreign part. Now you're just on a phone call and we're asking you to talk to us about one thing for an hour. It's not that scary. Like I was scared when we started this podcast, right. but now it's just like, oh, I'm on a phone call with Josh. Because I think Cade was kind of nervous about it. I'm like, Cade, it's really chill. And then now he's come back and he wants mm-hmm. to come back again. I'm like Dude, like yeah, he made something. Because yeah, I think most of every guest besides I think Will so. hasn't has come back, I think. We had We've only had um, like four. We had Cade, we had Wiley, we had I Will and we had brother. Brother. What about um the that. guy that we both went to school with that I can't remember yeah. the name of because we are in different grades. Tyler. Yes. 
Oh, Tyler mm-hmm. Eshboy, yeah. We had him on too. Yeah, he hasn't come back. We we've had a decent chunk. We have had oh, some guests. Hunt for another one, you know. Or maybe I'll ask Liz. It's a. It's. This is gonna be a long podcast. Like, eighty minutes is almost an animated fine. movie. Everything's like, fine. Never most. It's good. X. It, I blame it on X. Uh, it's all his Ash fault. A12. We'll try not to talk about Elon that. Musk in Maybe. the next one, even though yeah. we could make an entire podcast with several seasons about Elon Musk alone. Yeah, I do not. Um, do you have anything else to add? I, I would. I would like. I think I'm done asking people to to review or rate my podcast. Ew. If it happens, it happens. You know. I it'll think be, we're getting enough. It'll be a special occasion. As it is. Having fun. Oh, okay. If we don't get a guest, um, do though, you want to do Big Mouth? Or do you want to do like an actual movie? We probably we probably should just because we haven't done a TV show. So we have, yeah, because you've done TV be shows, cast, but right? only with your brother. It, like. it was like, oh. only, it wasn't even a full season, though. It was up to that yeah. point. We were just doing it as a as a fill-in thing. So it was like, I don't know what to do. We were both watching The Boys at that time, which is the Samsung show. And was, mm-hmm. and was, they still like two episodes left, but I'm like, okay, whatever. It's just because I wanted to record one. It had been like two weeks where mm-hmm. we were off, and I was like, I can't do three weeks off. So anyways, that's why we did that. But yeah, it'll be weird to do like a full-on TV season, True. even though we're going to do WandaVision whenever it drops. And finishes up, but yeah, that would probably be the plan, guys. But uh, what do you have left? Yeah, like three, three episodes? Yeah, that's 